0: Hello, and welcome to Out in the Woods, or should I say, Out on the Strip, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live from the 45th floor of the Trump Hotel, overlooking the Las Vegas Strip. We have none other than Muddy Boy, Golden Boy, Blake Golden, live and in person. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if the audio isn't as good this episode. I would say stick around because it's going to be a great episode, but you never really know. We've had a lot of highs and lows. Blake, how the hell are you?
1: JD, thanks for having me, brother. It's good to be here.
0: This has been one of like, this is the equivalent of Moby Dick for me. Like, I have wanted to have you on the podcast for a very long time. And the fact that it is A, live, and B, in
1: the hotel room in Vegas is incredible to me. It makes me very happy. Yeah, me as well. I know we toyed around with the idea a little bit and we talked about a phone interview at one point or phone podcast I should say, but I think we're doing it right here. This is the way. I'm glad to be here in person with you.
0: You know, you lose a lot through audio. And it's funny because like people get nervous being on a podcast. Like that's just what happens. They're not used to having a microphone, whether it's remote or in person. And Like the last episode I did with Sarah, that was the first over the computer episode that I had ever had video chat for. And I was already super nervous for that episode. And I was like, oh no, like, oh no. You know, like I was wearing like a sweater. My hair was all messed up. I just gotten out of bed. Yeah, I was panicking. But being in person or at least being able to see someone's face just opens up so many more opportunities for uh, like a flow yeah like a flow yeah do you know the whole deal with uh like why people suspect that humans have white eyeballs i do not it's because if like uh because white with a darker center right we're more able to convey where we're looking and in turn we're more able to convey emotion mm. so like if it was like like dogs have very dark eyeballs yeah right and so that gives them a predatory advantage or like in like two dogs are fighting or whatever like you don't really know where they're looking it's harder to tell but like if i'm sitting here and i'm like looking at someone like today at lunch right when that lady was chewing out the poor receptionist and I looked over at her and kind of gave her that look of like, like I didn't yeah. have to move my face, but I made eye contact with the receptionist and was like, what is, yeah? what is this lady doing? And like, I didn't have to say anything. I didn't have to move, but like she could see the whites right. in my eyes and how the,
1: the rest of it. Anyway, I, enough I haven't, about me. I haven't about me. considered it like that, but it is interesting. You bring that up and it also kind of goes hand in hand with like the muscles of our face and the amount, the sheer amount of facial muscles that we have that are merely there to convey information. That's a good point. Look stouted. at Jim Carrey. Look at Jim Carrey. Yeah, look at that guy. You've got a certain amount of words or of muscles that we need to chew, right? Makes total sense. Sure. We need to open and close our mouth to speak, mm-hmm. to chew. Makes perfect sense. And we've got 12 cranial nerves that innervate these muscles that come out of our brain, right? Right. 12 sets of nerves are going to do a variety of different things. That's what they tell me at least.
0: Sure. Uh, I wouldn't know. I'm learning here.
1: One of them is good for chewing. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's cranial nerve five. Cranial nerve seven, the facial nerve, literally has its own – it's got its own function, which in a motor sense only innervates these muscles that let us express emotions. And I think that's a pretty impressive thing. It's a pretty uniquely human thing. Not too many other creatures are out there doing that. Would be able to perceive emotions just based on how my face is looking. And uh, uh, you, you're rambling now.
0: No, that's that's the whole point. That's the whole point. So I was gonna fact check you on your cranial nerve five thing.
1: Yeah, it's the trigeminal trigeminal nerve. I'm pretty sure. There's yeah, there's V one, V two, V three, three the three divisions of the trigeminal nerve. I think you've got ophthalmic. Ooh, I do have that in oh, front of me. You have that. Ophthalmic we've got is V one. Yep, yeah, V one ophthalmic. Um, maxillary and mandibular. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Do you know which is which? V two, V three. Yes, the mandibular is going to be V three. Look at you. They are
0: teaching you something after all.
1: Yeah. All of I'm, that. I'm post- trying to learn school. something after all, and it does other stuff too, but.
0: So. You don't just know this because you are just curious, right? Like you're going to school currently for PT, physical therapy at the moment. So you know a fair bit about like muscles and well, you probably know a little bit more about the human body than the average Joe.
1: Hopefully a good amount more, but.
0: Hopefully, hopefully. If I sprain my shoulder and you tell me that I need to go run more to fix it, which that might be a total probable. That just doesn't seem like it would help, but I don't know. I would hope that you know enough to help me
1: get over issues. Interestingly enough, that's not going to be the only thing you do and it doesn't need to be running, but that would be of benefit to you for the sake of increasing blood flow systematically across your body. You getting your heart rate up is only going to be of benefit to you and be able to share those healing tissues throughout your body so it wouldn't it would not be of a, a harmful thing for you to do in my opinion it's assuming like assuming you, that you're not overextending sure, your arms sure. during the core. you're not running, like windmilling like, your yeah, arms are about like getting hopping on a bike would be beneficial for for an average person oh. for example mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. anything to get your heart up would be a good thing i'd say how Intense. do you how do
0: you feel when like hmm. I don't know if I want to get into that we'll come back to that we'll come back to that later we'll come back after the after our intermission where we fix up the second cocktail I feel like we really just jumped right in I do you is there anything that you want to let the people know
1: about you in regards to to you like who you are oh I don't know Maybe we'll figure figure that one out on this podcast. I think I'm still
0: Okay, so everyone, well, let's let's out. just get let's just get a little bit of a background information. Your name's Blake. Yes. You're from AM. Or no, you're from Waco. Sorry. We Sorry. met at AM. Yes,
1: we did. Do you remember how we met? If I'm not mistaken, we were on a bus to Fish Camp. It was mm-hmm. a couple of 18-year-olds. Yep. I Had short hair and no beard. Sure. Which I, I don't remember, which is crazy. Did not know a single person. And I didn't either. We sat right next to each other on that bus, and by my recollection, you were the first person I talked about upon arriving at AM. and Here we are. I, th-
0: you, I say you are the first person I met at AM solely because. So, do you remember Paige West? No. Okay. I don't. Pa- think I do. Paige was one of our counselors. I need to see the face. No, she wasn't one of our counselors. Mm. Paige was a counselor in fast, um, mm. and I was very lost, wandering around around campus looking for like the fish camp buses and stuff. And I just saw this woman dressed in all turquoise and I was like, what is going on? And I started talking to her. So she was technically the very first person I met. You were the second. Wow. I'd consider you the first. I'd consider you. you the first because you were in my grade and you and I actually got to chat. We did have a very interesting relation following that because we never saw each other. Unless it was in passing, but I yes. feel like any time that we saw each other, it was like, it was like we hadn't. It was like we just saw each other the day before. Yeah. Like it was just right where we left off. Yeah, and I here feel we the same are. way. And here we are, same in thing. Vegas.
1: Cheers, cheers to that, my friend. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, sir.
0: So you went to NM. I went to NM. We were in AO. We can get into that if you want. You currently live in Flagstaff.
1: I do, Flagstaff, Arizona. For PT
0: school, which is why you know so much about, hopefully you know so much about the human body. But you already, you have proved that with your cranial nerve knowledge. (sighs) Do you believe that some people are, I don't even know if I want to ask this. I don't even know how to ask this. A human, you would say, like, the human body has, like, an average. Yes. If you look at all of humanity, there is an average. Yes. Probably so. America likely has a higher percentage of outliers from the average than other countries. In terms of. I would what? say, well, weight, especially. Weight? Yes. Yes. And, you know, I don't, I don't like,. I would say we are one of the taller countries, but I don't know that for sure. I couldn't, I couldn't really defend that.
1: Taller but, than many, but I don't know. Like if a, I can like, put it, like, I really don't know if I can put us above average. To be honest, really, I don't know enough. If you ask me, some put us up against the Dutch on average. Are I, they tall? Yeah. Really? The Dutch people are real tall. Huh. I think I would not. I'm not going to take that bet. U.S. over them. I think U.S. over Cambodia. I'm hammering the over on U.S. of A. But I don't know. Uh, let's see. Average height of person
0: in the U.S. Five feet nine Okay, for the U.S. The Dutch are – is that like
1: Scandinavia or Amster, uh, Netherlands? Yes. The Netherlands would be – or Amsterdam would be in Netherlands, which would be
0: considered Dutch. Yes. So is Dutch kind of like, uh, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm from the European Union. No, that doesn't make sense. No, I'm from Great to Britain. To be Dutch, but is it's like it's to like be, kind of the same.
1: It's like you wouldn't say, oh, I'm Netherlandian. No, you're Dutch. So it's Scandinavia. Scandinavia is gonna be a Norway. Would they be considered it's Dutch? Yeah, Finland, Norway. Um, who else? There's one or two others up in there. How tall is the average man in Dutch? In Dutch?
0: Just to be clear, Dutch is not a country. Yeah, I, I'm just looking at people also ask. Are these the Google, Google search results? How tall is oh, the average yeah. man in Dutch? Studies show the average height for, the Dutch, for Dutch men is over six foot. Yeah. Wow. So, okay, so we can say that, that height is a bias towards country genetically or like a people group, Chris, yes. right? Do you think that Americans are naturally more full-bodied? We'll put it that way. Naturally or do you larger? Think, yes. Do you think that is a,
1: a testament to our lifestyle? Oh, 100% testament to the lifestyle. Really? Absolutely. I so. Okay. I think – and also America is going to – be much less ethnically homogenous than the majority of other places in the world I would say so, we're a melting pot sure so i don't think that you can just put it on the genetics it's like no our genetics is a composite of the genetics of the entire world so i think so the fact we should that track percent average of our obesity in this country mm-hmm. we can pin that one on you yeah diet and lifestyle and overall culture I'd say for sure. Our genetics are not that much spe- more special than the rest of the world I'd say. We've we've obviously walked
0: a lot this trip. Yes we have. A Little over 10 miles yesterday estimate. Pop probably more, probably more realistically. Um we've talked about a lot of different things. We've put in some miles today. And we talked about like a like a immeasurable goal so to speak. Yes. And you wanted to have this, um, how would I describe it? Not necessarily a travel blog. You wanted to write a book about personal antidotes. antidotes. One of those, personal experiences as well as research. So a nonfiction book telling stories but also supplying some form of, of researched information. Not necessarily a textbook, not necessarily an autobiography. So if you were to travel around the country and document the lifestyles of Americans, what do you think you would find?
1: I mean, in large part, depends state by state too. But oh, on the average, that's an, interesting topic there. an overconsumption of overly processed foods and with the exception of Colorado you're going to see a large amount of sedentary people not moving around too much perfect example if you just looked at the amount of cars that are driving by I70 west of Denver yeah and look how many of them have a ski rack a bike rack or a kayak rack on the top of their car and then compare that to the I35 anywhere in the state of Texas yeah like night and day difference And that's also reflected in the fact that Colorado has a lower rate of obesity than any of the other 50 states.
0: So do you think that has more to do with the geography of Colorado supplying an abundance of opportunity for outdoor activities? And that is why, so hmm, do you think people who have a healthy lifestyle are more inclined to move to Colorado in search of, the abundance
1: of outdoor activity
0: possibilities?
1: Uh, Yes. I think it's also a two-way street, and I think you were kind of hinting at that. But yes, I agree with what you just said.
0: You don't have to. This is a podcast. Like, it's made from us disagreeing
1: on stuff, so. Well, I'm sure we'll get into some of that too, but no, that's a good take. Like, it attracts a lot of transplants. Yeah. So I graduated college in 2020, and the first thing I did is move out to Vail, Colorado, to go be a ski bum and work at the resort and ski every day. I had an underlying interest in activity, and people who have that interest tend to be less obese on average and more active, etc. It's hard and to so, be 400 pounds going down a mountain. Yes, it does. I have seen a lot of people in my time as a ski resort employee, and I didn't see anyone that big. The cl- the people that show up there are. Pretty thin. Skiing is for everyone, regardless of your weight. Just for not trying. You can to be... be
0: controversial on this. Po- oh no! Podcast. Every everyone the, should
1: ski. The past. If you want to do it? There's sure. A, I, I agree. No one should be gatekeeping. I agree. You can gatekeep I'm just on this. Merely, podcast. I just want you to know. Well, I'm not, I'm not here to do that. Listen to the previous 52 speaking. episodes. I am just and... merely speaking to the averages of the people who tend to show up, which is entirely self selected. People are choosing to be there. Sure. Sure. But yeah, I think it it attracts a certain type of person who's interested in recreation and that person tends to be more active. So there's a huge self-selection. But also on the kind of reverse side of the street there, just having access to an outdoor space with great weather, Mm -hmm. loads of trails to engage in these things. It's not just purely a self-selective mechanism. Just having that is going to encourage people yeah. to do more things. Sure. If it's 105 degrees and you live in South Texas yeah. and – You're not going to want to go for a run. You're not going <laughs> to go for a run. If you live in inner city Detroit, you're you're not going to go for a run as much as someone who has – this perception that they're in a safer and more desirable place to go outside and just enjoy themselves.
0: Do – like, okay, so you, I'm not trying to set you up here and asking this. You can
1: set me up here. It's okay.
0: Do you, uh, So you do think that – like – oh, where was I going? You do think that the – access to quality outdoor activities is going to lend a, like lend itself to a bias for a healthier lifestyle of people or like people with a healthier lifestyle.
1: Yeah. I think it's going to, if you took any random person off the street Mm -hmm. and you stuck them in, you know, pick anywhere West of Denver on I-70 yeah or you stick them in i don't know des moines iowa i think they are going to find themselves spending a higher percentage of time moving their body outdoors sure for pretty much any person so
0: okay i was gonna ask another question but now i'm I'm going back to the point is like how much of an effect do you think Okay. I guess is, do you think it's more like chicken came before the egg in a sense of, because obviously like we have a lot of fast food, we have a lot of restaurants that, like you and I went to the Peppermill today and easily consumed a quote unquote day's worth of calories according to whatever the average number yeah, is. like I'd say so. However that number came up, we consumed a lot of food. Like that was, and we saw, we sat right it was next a to the kitchen. unholy
1: amount of food. Yeah. But in the best way possible. Yes. Yes. It was fantastic. You you described it as I'd criminal, which is great. Which is I would go back to the. It was ironically criminal. I was yes. pretty happy with the portion size, but, but
0: like we watched every plate that went out, we saw how much food was on there. Those are large portions.
1: Yeah, massive.
0: Do you think that that like the the quest for value maybe. Or like the, oh, I know I'm going to get a big plate of food here. I know I'm getting my money's worth here. Has led to restaurants in turn serving larger portions, shooting for lower cost, you know, supplies, provision, or like like beginning materials. And in turn, like, do you think that, that – how big of an effect do you think that the restaurant industry has – on the obesity rate in america i mean that's a really hard question that is a really large
1: broad i mean loaded question
0: i'll give a so, non-answer
1: here but sure the answer totally is totally acceptable is non-trivial like yeah absolutely like the cultural acceptance of what a portion size what is suitable at a restaurant mm-hmm. to say that that doesn't impact how large people are like i think it absolutely does And I I say that, and I'm also someone who, when I get probably a reasonable amount of food at a restaurant for the average price of said meal, if it's less than the person down the street, well, I'm going to feel like I just got slighted. So I can recognize, oh, we eat way too much food. I eat way too much food. If I'm going out and I'm going to take in all 3,500 calories at once, I recognize, yeah, this is too much, but as a consumer, sure, whenever you know... Two, That's that is two two your down. decision though. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to calories per dollar. How can you avoid it? The amount of food per dollar. I used all to, else being equal, quality being equal, mm-hmm. who's not gonna want the more food? I used to
0: when I was buying beer in college, people always think, Okay, number of cans per dollar. Mm. I'm getting a thirty rack for twenty dollars. Absolutely.
1: That's, Those are natty light prices right there, but
0: but you're missing out a key factor. Okay, ABV. Mm, yes. If you run the numbers,
1: yep, crunch them. If you run let's the numbers, let's get into beer science right now. You know Devil's Some Backbone, little stoichiometry. Right? Oh yeah. Okay. Real ale. I miss that. The, we do uh, not have that in Arizona. It's so good. It's devastating. It's like shout what? out to the Houston Brewery. Eight and a half percent. Eight and a half percent. Something yeah. like got.
0: Six pack. Is nine ten dollars, yeah. Okay, if you crunch the numbers on Devil's Backbone, it is it's it's ABV per fluid ounce per dollar, yes, is the way that I view beer. It is higher cost than natty light, but it is per fluid
1: ounce, but lower.
0: No, it's it's still uh oh natty ice, yeah, natty ice was the best ABV per fluid ounce per dollar. Mm. And then it was like Keystone and Natural Light. yeah. And then very closely behind was like Devil's Backbone, those Triple Belgians, your high ABVs, and then like Coors Light and Miller and stuff. And those were actually trailing pretty far behind. Like Coors Banquet was significantly behind in the group. And it's like, sure, I like Coors Banquet, I like Cruz Light, I like Miller Light. Banquet gives me horrible headaches. Like horrible Consistent. hangovers consistently. Yeah. I like the taste of Devil's Backbone. hmm But and it, it like I don't know, you gotta you gotta break things down on the whole, but breaking down like calorie per dollar in food is a very adequate way of doing it. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people lack the self control or maybe self awareness to be like, huh, okay, the past week I have gone to work, sat at a desk, come home, gone to bed. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Gross, you know, uh, gross simplification of the whole process. But like, I haven't done anything. A lot of people aren't going to be thinking, hmm, maybe I shouldn't eat a 2,000-calorie dinner. It's like I I feel like that is a huge gap that we're missing among the American people. Is like that ability to look at like, huh, what have I done? What
1: can I eat? What do I deserve to eat based on the effort that I have put into my daily life? I don't even think it necessarily has to – I don't think people have to crunch a ton of numbers. No. And use any formulas of, oh, my resting metabolic rate is this and I spend X amount of time doing this and this and this. And this has 200 calories. I don't think it has to be super complicated. I think the bigger issue is not so much keeping up with it but instead just trying to take a listen to what your body is telling you. Mm-hmm. Like listen to its signals. Eat when – you are hungry your body like legitimately hungry though when you're when you're actually hungry Mm -hmm. like for me i i'd say like i think i have the self-awareness to realize like i'm a pretty mindless eater on the average it's like this we crush some pringles currently yeah oh yeah i mean have the pringle i'll wake up what is waking up synonymous with oh with breakfast breakfast it's like okay well you're gonna have your breakfast and you eat the same thing for breakfast every day. It doesn't matter if you wake up starving, you eat the same, or if you're not hungry at all. And then, oh, it's 1230. I eat lunch at this time. You pack your lunch. Oh, I'm coming home. Mom's cooking dinner. And it's just easy to just, we fall into these habits. We have these norms. It's like, well, breakfast is at this time. Lunch is at this time. Dinner's here. Without really necessarily appreciating, oh, I'm actually hungry. Mm-hmm. I should have this. I'm craving this thing. I should have this. Instead, it's like we tailor it to these social things and such yeah. as time or oh, I'm here at the movie theater. I'm gonna eat popcorn and have a big soda. Exactly. It's like what's more? What's more natural than that? Of course, you're gonna get the extra. It's double extra large popcorn sure, because it's because fifty you get,
0: cents more, and you get a, ton a free
1: refill. Yeah. When you go home, mm-hmm. of course you're gonna yeah. do that. And it's like, well, I might as well eat this whole thing because I get the free refill Yeah, and so I could eat none of it or I could eat all of it. But I can only leave this theater with one tub. So I might as well just eat the whole thing and then get the second. It goes down to the, the thing that people are people are thrifty. Well, There's a finite amount of resources and it's kind of a bunch of but ideas. why isn't that the case in other countries? Mm, that's a great question and i don't have is it just cause... a great answer i think culturally we value i mean just a gross oversimplification that says literally nothing at all there's a tendency to value quantity and value over quality over like a true pure substance Ooh,
0: I, I i see where you're going i disagree with the statement okay because i think you can still have an incredible amount of value On an expensive item.
1: And then credit. Yes. Like we're making. Well, like I think we need to be specific when we talk about value. Buying value should be buying
0: a little Casio or whatever, like a watch that might last you a year, might last you 10 years. It's going to tell time. It's going to be fine. That for I don't know how much it costs, like 10, 15 bucks. I don't know. That is a great value. When you look at buying a rolex something that's using premium materials it's got like you know the the quality behind
1: it yeah you know it's gonna last you know that um, like a human collectively there were literally hundreds of man hours yes invested has tiny intricate value machine like somehow that still has a great amount of value like if i spend 10 grand on a little casio yeah
0: I think in this discussion – Not going to
1: be a great value. Yes. I think in this discussion, we need to probably – I think there's a confusion of how we choose to define value. I think it's probably not a good good I, word to use because I think you can spend $100 – if you spend $50 on a meal and it was mm-hmm. the best meal yes. of your entire life. Great like value. An incredible value. Yes. I think the best anything of your entire life. Best meal of your entire life, even if you had to spend $200 on it. Sure. Which for me, like, that's a stupid amount of money to spend on a meal, right? Mm -hmm. I don't typically do much fine dining. Like, sure. But if it's the best, whatever, and it left an impression on you to the extent that you are going to be thinking about this specific thing and remember exactly where you were and Mm -hmm. remember who you were with and the intricacies and the nuance of this thing, that added value to your life. That is a – that's a great value thing. But at the yes. same time, when we go down to Fremont Street later, and we go <laughs> and buy a literal briefcase of hamburgers yes. from, <laughs> from the White Castle. That is also a great value. When we do that and we get it for like seemingly <laughs> – <laughs> Seemingly like, nothing. Like less than $20 yes. and we get – leave with 30 hamburgers. That's a hell of a value. Yes. Like – Two entirely different things: quality versus quantity. So, value is a multi-dimensional. I think term this is that a, is dangerous, probably for this conversation.
0: No, I think it's. I think I think you're going in the perfect direction because okay. both of those situations: spending two hundred dollars on the best meal of your life, yeah, compared to spending twenty dollars on a ton of hamburgers that we're going to drunkenly devour after losing no money. We're only going to win money playing craps, of course, or blackjack uh the the idea of value i feel like might be misconstrued or or maybe biased to the point of quantity in yeah. america yeah like and that is well, that's one thing that you're seeing a lot in the maker community and the people who are selling $500 kitchen knives as like their minimum and that is in my opinion, like I, I rarely sell knives at that price point anymore. I rarely sell knives anymore. but I know people that that is their livelihood and they sell a lot of knives at that price point mm-hmm. because they are like they are supplying value with that like you are genuinely getting a premium product for a affordable price, which it's not affordable for everyone but I guess my point being is, is maybe there's a bias in America, that value is directly correlated to amount
1: yeah i think we which i go- think you touched on earlier yeah. i think you touched on that earlier there's so many different ways that you can look at it to me it's like true value is not something that can be reduced down to this mathematical equation of oh what's the amount to dollar? it's not this reductivist thing of it's not your ABV to cents. fluid
0: ounce to dollar right
1: True value maybe in that is, situation it is. I mean, true value has some, like, substance ambiguity. to it. Like, there's – it can be contested. It can sure. be pondered over, and you have to consider – yeah, you can't just well, put a number on true value. To
0: you be, know, some people, maybe they don't cook every day. Yeah. Maybe they cook once a week. They don't have the budget. They're going to go get a $20 Victoria, Knicks, Victoria Knox – makes swiss army knives they're going to get a kitchen knife from them those knives are you know for their price point they're great yeah. they're great they supply an incredible amount of value but other people who are going to be cooking two to three meals a day even just at home or maybe they're an amateur chef and they're cooking frequently for their job those people who are going to be using that tool extensively, like to them, buying something that is even 10% better for a much larger cost makes a huge difference. Yeah. Makes a huge difference. I mean, think about, think about like cycling, like racing. You know, my brother-in-law said like people shave their legs, they do all these things and it may add half a percent more efficiency, but over a hundred miles, that adds up. And in turn, that half a percent is worth it.
1: Yeah.
0: Are you ready for a cocktail break?
1: I can take a cocktail.
0: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back in a few moments. Okay, we're back.
1: We have been refreshed. Cheers. Cheers
0: Blake Golden. Friend.
1: We probably don't need more of these, but well, that's okay. My brain's already a little sluggish. Let's... uh. Let's put it in the gutter a little more. You know, at this Let's point,
0: at this, if, we were, uh, if we were operating at peak performance, 10%, uh, 10% less would be significant. I'm maybe operating at like 55%. So 10% mm. is half as much if I was operating at full. So basically we're at diminishing returns for less performance, if that makes any sense. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping up with you. We just in the moment talked about diet. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a, a couple little options here. Okay. Do you think you could get rid of these in your diet completely? Okay. Wait on me. Okay. Chocolate.
1: Get rid of chocolate. No chocolate ever. Like for what, what incentive do I have to say yes or no to any of these things? Uh, this in general, is, I don't like to restrict myself to,
0: this is purely any... a matter of you have to do it. Like, if I've got to do it. Like, you know how, anything. you know how eggs have gotten fairly expensive? Yes. Okay. Imagine chocolate triples in price. Mm-hmm. Are you going to still eat chocolate? That's um, a, that's a poor example. I'm just saying. Do you,
1: like, I'd be okay without eating chocolate. Okay. Honestly, I'm not the okay. biggest dessert fan in the world. Sure. Um, if I'm eating dessert, sure, chocolate's a safe bet. But I'd be okay without it. It's not going to ruin my life. Yeah, I would not ruin my life. I'd be okay with that. Uh, I'm sorry. My sister texted me. It's okay. I,
0: I think I could go without chocolate as well. Yeah. I think I, w- I could. That would
1: not be too terribly difficult. Okay. If I had even a small incentive, if someone was like, Man, a thousand dollars, no chocolate for the next year. Like, bam, give me that. No, this is man. no money forever. Well, yeah, I could do it, but it's okay. like okay,
0: okay. That's what I, we're I asking. Think... That's what we're asking is, could you do it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I could. Okay, but like, why I I wouldn't sure just to say oh for shits and giggles hold like, that like that point because yeah. I wanted to come back to that. Okay. Sorry if I uh, moving I'm not on to, to say next. shits and giggles on this. Podcast. No, you're by
0: all means. Okay. I you're we we can throw the explicit banner up on Spotify. That's no big deal. Wow. I don't care if people because I don't care what people say. I I know that I say a lot of stupid stuff all the time, and I hopefully people don't take me seriously because of it. Yeah. Okay. Next one. I think I know the answer to this one. Okay. Wine. Wine.
1: Yeah, I could I could go without it. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Never been a wine drinker. Definitely a beer drinker. I kind of have to convince myself to drink it. For could you, the sake of go without or something? Beer. Um, I could drink cocktails. Only
0: cocktails, and at this point, you could have wine. If you're, if you're like, this is like, a, oh, I'm only getting rid of beer.
1: Honestly, yeah, I think if I had to get rid of only beer, or get rid of, get rid of all beer, or get rid of all liquor, I'd probably, even though. Ninety over ninety percent of the alcohol that I drink is beer. Sure, I would probably still choose to give it up over liquor because there's just so much versatility. Really? Yeah, only because the sheer amount of versatility. I agree with you hundred percent. I agree with of you. Of liquor out there, your options nearly endless, and the amount of things that you can do to create cocktails yes. is truly never endless. Okay, so you there s- are un. Literally infinite amount of drinks. You'd to stick happy. with liquor. Yeah, even let's, though I'm a beer drinker. Let's go through. Let's go through here. the I big ones, though.
0: Okay. You have to pick one liquor. Okay. I
1: what are you drink drink one drinking? One liquor. <sighs> okay. And almost.
0: And it can be in any cocktail format, but yeah. you can only get like, oh, I'm only drinking tequila, or I'm only drinking gin.
1: Yeah. Forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I'm I'm partial to a bourbon. If you ask me what's my favorite spirit. You could say whiskey. You can just say. Oh, whiskey. I can just say whiskey. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm partial to whiskey, but I'd say the drinks that I tend to make fall in the same classic wheelhouse. I like the old fashioned. Sure. I like the classic. Whiskey highball with ginger ale. Yeah, whiskey something like highball. That. What's that? Oh, just it's it's literally just a f- fancy douchebag way of saying a a whiskey with ginger ale. That's it. The highball. Oh, okay. It's just okay. I see it's it. Soda. I see it. It's soda with your spirit. Blank highball, easiest cocktail known to man. Huh. I think okay. that would be it. I I like yeah, I okay. like bourbon. I I agree I agree I I there's not as many different directions as you can take it's not as blank of a can I guess what I was getting at it's not as blank of a canvas as maybe something like, like a, a vodka. vodka yeah vodka's a blank canvas and you can take yeah. it in any direction you want to bourbon you're kind of limiting yourself see but I'm still when I think my thing
0: bourbon drinks yeah I think of heavy you know mm-hmm. whether whether or not you're just drinking any you know whiskey scotch rye whatever whatever when you're drinking that on the rocks or if you mix it like i've it's been a very long time since i've had a light bourbon drink
1: yeah
0: or a light whiskey drink but like vodka i always associate with like bright fruity sweet yeah like typically a lot of fruit juices go in it because mm-hmm. it's so easily flavored yeah I did – there's this whiskey called Oh, uh, uh, – what is it? No, Jeremiah Weed. Jeremiah okay. Weed. And their straight-up whiskey is horrible. Is horrible. Bottom of the shelf. On accident, I bought a bottle of the Sarsaparilla whiskey. If you don't know what Sarsaparilla is, it's like kind of what gave root beer its flavor. Okay. So I bought this bottle and I – we It was at the river, and we always get a bottle of Jeremiah Weeds, like a tradition or whatever, and uh, I got this bottle of the sarsaparilla, and I was like ready to take a swig, and I was just like dreading it. I took a swig, and my eyes went wide, and I was like, oh my. Have you ever had the root beer – uh little popsicle or like or little suckers, the uh, dum-dums, a root beer dum-dum. I, I hate
1: root beer. I'll
0: really? be honest. I,
1: didn't, I that's or an like unpopular, the root beer barrel candies? Unpopular opinion, but I'm just not I'm not a root beer fan. I don't like the soda. Okay. I don't like the soda. I, I think my dislike of the soda has prevented me from open like trying anything else root beer for Interesting. It's okay. just such a distinct flavor that I feel like Sure. I don't know how I would like a popsicle or a sucker or whatever else there. So I don't the, know. I would recommend trying
0: this because this is genuinely one of the best cocktails I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I came up with it. So I might be a little biased, but it's equal parts. Sarsaparilla whiskey. Okay. Specifically Jeremiah weed equal parts, Sarsaparilla whiskey and Topo Chico. All right. And then you squeeze probably two slices of lemon in it. Yeah. And swirl it up. It is sounds lovely. It is the only like, I'm in the summer. I'm drinking whiskey kind of cocktail that I like. Yeah, because it's like the Sazerac whiskey brings enough sweetness, but the Topo Chico cuts it back, and the lemon just brightens it up. So it's it's almost like you're drinking like an iced tea. Yeah, sounds nice. It's incredible. It's incredible.
1: I want to try. Yeah, I'd go for it.
0: I told you a second ago to little put a put a pin in the topic about chocolate and like what could I go without, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's correct. It's going to be bad if I can't remember it. <laughs> it's the tequila talking. Um, we don't have to keep talking about this. We can switch it up. Give me another I feel one.
1: Like that's fine. Give me another one. I
0: want to I, I wanna put you on the spot. Okay. I want to get some hot takes from Blake Golden. Okay. I don't, I don't quite know. Would, do you have any hot takes that you'd be willing to potentially share to the five people that listen to this podcast?
1: Mm. Do I have any hot takes? I have no doubt that I do, but we're just gonna have to start exploring some topics, and then they'll just they'll just start flowing. But I don't have them organized in my brain under a hot take folder like some people. Hmm. I just talk, and then people disagree, and that's my hot take.
0: What was the last thing, other than what we have disagreed about, because we have had some disagreements this Vegas trip? <laughs> <laughs> God, last night it got a little heated. Everyone,
1: I don't but even we're know if still we can friends. get into it. We are still friends. That was a ridiculous so we don't have drunken drunken argument.
0: I just think it's so funny. So, just for the listeners, I started proposing these bets to Blake of like over under five people cross the street or whatever. Like that, that one was not a real one that we did, but like I would say them as over under this. And then in some instances he would say like, for example, under, and I say, I agree over under this number. And I'd change the number. And he was like, that's not how over-unders work. And I'm like, that's not what I'm trying to get at. And so we argued
1: about this for probably I don't know, hour and a half, maybe total 2 hours to the listeners at home. This was the stupidest, most incoherent, belligerent argument that two human beings could stumble across the Las Vegas strip but, having. None of it <laughs> none of it was reason <laughs> There was no reason for it. And then we wake up and we're like Oh, that was What I think is so that funny was so though stupid is we There's both There's no reason for
0: we it. We went to bed and we both thought about it. Like I know I was sitting there in bed and I was like, oh, I get where he's coming from. Like I know, I know why he's I think mad. I just now. went to
1: bed and I just yeah, I woke up and I was like, Oh, in two seconds, I know why we were arguing. Yeah, we just weren't listening to each other. Yeah. That's probably most of my arguments is just not listening to other people. But anyways, we figured it out. There's really no explaining quite how dumb it was, but the cold sobriety of morning really it took the blinders off of it for us. So we had an opportunity good, this morning one. where we got a third party view
0: of a situation where someone could have had their blinders taken off, so to speak. I. e. at the Pepper Mill. Great restaurant. This lady was I'm not saying that she had a right to be upset, but she did have a reason to be concerned potentially.
1: Yeah.
0: I would not agree that it warranted her reaction. Basically she had called in to put her name on the list and it wasn't physically on the list, but it was on a sticky note with the time that she called in. So the people who kept the list could look and be like, okay, this lady called, called in at this time you know basically she's on the list but she's not actually on the list this lady gets up she's not happy very stern do you i feel like i feel like that's such like an american thing to do is just be like i deserve this and you are wrong and i am right and you know like whatever like they just get people get upset so easily nowadays yeah
1: it was a Karen move for sure. Hundred. It's 100%. tough to say if it's unique to America though. Because yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm quite willing to put it strictly on Americans. I think Karen's probably propagate across all cultures.
0: Okay. That's okay. my guess. So let's just I don't let's know, just though. let's not consider other cultures. Let's just say in America it is certainly something that happens.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: How do you think it could be avoided? Or what do you think is the source of it? Being a Karen? Yeah, if you want to call it that.
1: Yeah, it's all the Karens out there, I do apologize for throwing it I know. The bus,
0: I know some very, very kind, sweet Karens. One of
1: them might listen to the podcast. Shout out to Karen. And I'm sorry for what you've had to go through the past couple of years. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry for kind of perpetuating that. She's a saint. It's on all of us. Yeah. But I will still continue to use that term through the remainder of this podcast yeah so it's
0: like chad it's you like can chad yeah i apologize Got chads and karens
1: yeah whatever happened to the Chads? i feel like they kind of went and hit under a rock or something
0: america's chad last
1: time you met met a Chad, like the name yeah like
0: someone genuinely with the yeah, name when did chad? you
1: meet a guy and i know a guy named chud that's there's a lot of ways that that one could go <laughs> chad if you're listening I Chud love Chud, to hey, chat. Chud doesn't Please listen. Please find me on Instagram and let shoot me a DM. His,
0: his Instagram – well, I'm not going to say his Instagram. I, uh, not that anyone Where's Chud from?
1: Is he from like Louisiana? I think, he, I think Arkansas? Houston. Houston. Okay.
0: He's close. Lives okay. In, he went to Galveston. Lives in Galveston. Okay. Yeah. Chud Weiser.
1: Okay. Anyways. Chud. You asked the – re. Why, why did we start what's, talking What's about the source this? of what's Karens? What's the source well, yeah. of Karens?
0: I mean do you think there's an overwhelming sense of entitlement – in the United States cuz I would agree I would agree and I know I I'm guilty know, of it I know I'm guilty of it
1: I don't even know if it's entitlement as just like a lack of humility probably
0: maybe I don't know. maybe a uh an over I'm not going to say over assumption of what's deserved yeah. but like Like an overvaluation of – yeah, an overvaluation of what is deserved, which could be called entitlement. Like I know that I deserve this.
1: Do you? Do you? Yeah, it's like – I don't – again, I don't even know – and maybe I'm too rooted on this specific example of the lady that we saw earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. I I understand where her frustration is coming from. Sure. And I think the source of it and her feeling of frustration is entirely valid. I don't think she's being – I don't think that she is being entitled to have this expectation of if I put my name on the list, it should – I should be able to like wait my turn in line. Yeah. I think it's reasonable if your name – you put your name down. Do you, you think she you handled the go, situation properly? No, right? and that's exactly what I was yeah. getting to. The source of her frustration, it's not that she's being entitled. I think she is entitled to – she puts her name down and they say her name has been put down. But then they don't put her name down. Yes. Like she is entitled to have her name on that list. And she is sure. entitled to wait her fair turn on the list.
0: She called. She put her name on the list. That's what happens. So I don't
1: think the source of frustration is an issue. I'd be mad too. If I was told that my name was down. but it wasn't. They forgot to do it.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: But where the flaw comes in is how she handled the situation. And I
0: wouldn't even say it was that bad.
1: Yeah. Like she could
0: have – 100%. She could have been nicer. Yeah, she
1: didn't blow up.
0: It could have been worse. It could have been like that random dude that that we saw walking down the strip.
1: Oof. That guy.
0: Homie running out in the street.
1: I'll have what he's having.
0: (laughs) You maybe can have it. I'll save. I. I yeah. Won't.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe I won't have what he's having Okay. Okay.
0: So then let's let's say it's not entitlement. Let's say that people are
1: Some just of yeah.
0: okay. in their feelings towards what they're entitled to. Like, like, uh, and, and 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 that's probably not a great way of saying it. But like, like, she called in. She put her name on the list. Mm-hmm. It should be there.
1: Yeah.
0: Like that is that is a just. Thing If it's not there, she can, like she has the right to handle the situation. I'm not going to say complain. I'm not going to say blow up, but like, like, I don't think she handled that situation. Right. And that's just my opinion. Yeah. But like, I also think that if you and I thought about it, we could think of other examples very similar to that where we were like, huh, uh, that's not a way to handle that situation. Right? Where does that come
1: from? Where does our judgment of... Can you repeat the question? Like,
0: you and I both agree, I hope, that she did not handle the situation properly. Yeah. Okay. Now that did not just come out of nowhere. All right? She was not a... You know, a kid who hadn't had any experience in life. She was a matured, not old, but older woman who has had plenty of experience with people. Where do you think that, like, like how do you think that could have been amended? That she could be like, oh, this is an actual person I'm talking to. Maybe they make mistakes and hopefully they'll make it right. Like you can, you can handle that situation by being extremely nice. Yeah. Like there's no reason to act even not, like she wasn't super nice, but she wasn't super mean. Like where do you think that
1: arises? I think it's the, just the ego. I think it's like the inability to like take, take a step back and realize, oh, this 19 year old hostess at this place that is unbelievably busy was not personally out to get me. Sure. It's like in the moment, you're Mm -hmm. just, uh, oh, they hate me. Yeah. So I think subconsciously you feel slighted. Sure. And if someone asks you like, (laughs) oh, do you think she meant to do that? You would be willing, you would immediately recognize, no, she didn't mean to do that. Sure. But subconsciously without actual reflection on it, you just feel like, Oh, they—they they were out to get me.
0: It's like you stub your toe and you hate the chair and that you, you hit table. it on.
1: Yeah. Who put this here? Yeah. It's like, oh no, I'm just an idiot. It's like you know, like this table—it would make so much sense over in this part of the yeah. room. Yeah. Like, <laughs> any anybody could see that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just—it's. I think it stems from the ego and just not, not reflecting and realizing how. Okay, okay. How nice it is to just be eating at that place at all. What's the source of the ego? The source of the ego? I don't know. The human condition? Yeah, but but people...
0: At some point in people's lives, whether they're 9 or 90, they realize they need to let go of the ego. Hopefully, you hope. Yeah. Right? So this lady not young in her years, not old by any means, still held on to it. Do you think it's, do you think it should happen? Do you think that is a thing that should happen that people let Mm -hmm. go of their ego?
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, should it happen or does it happen? Like, like
0: we both agree she handled the situation wrong. Yeah. You're suggesting that it was because of ego that she maybe felt slighted personally by what could be considered an honest mistake, i.e., we're saying that's from ego, you know, which I agree. I think that's fine. So, so, if it could happen at the age of nine or 90, being general with those terms, just using that as like a, like a, example. Yeah. It could happen at eight or any number, whatever. Like, how how do you how do you kill the ego how do you learn to maybe handle situations appropriately and I'm not saying you have to do it perfectly yeah. because I know that I certainly treat
1: situations poorly sometimes yeah well I think so before you asked so now the question is how do you kill the ego and before the quest I think you might ask like where does the ego arise and I think that's a.
0: I think those are very similar questions. I think if they you are, think to, and if we you might get down
1: to it. Yeah, I don't know the answer to either, but in sure. answering one, we might. Cheers to that. We might get some insights to the other. I don't. Yeah, it's an interesting thing we have. I think if I had to, if I had to answer, where does it come from? It would probably be rooted in the fact that the world has been, and to a certain extent, is a scary place, or is at least perceived to be a scary place. And there's a scarcity of things and resources and opportunities available to people, and so therefore you need to get to get what's yours. And if you're not sticking up for yourself to get what's yours, you'll perish. It's this very like instinctual. Oh, there's there's food in front of me, and if I don't if I don't scarf this down, yes. it's gonna be gone. Right? So- like it's all it's almost like this reactive. Oh, Blake! It comes from this reactive,
0: you scared it back. place. You because it back we perfectly.
1: we came from, we came from this environment where scarcity is the norm. Sure, and then we've been like, just thrown into this newfound environment in the United States of America in 2023, where, for the vast majority of the population, scarcity is no longer. The greatest enemy to the individual. Sure. For a select few, it is. And that's not to be neglected and that needs to be addressed in its own rights. But for most of us, the poorest classes of individual, the lowest socioeconomic of individuals are no longer facing this problem of scarcity. They're facing a scarcity of quality foods that lead to health. Yet we still see sure. that those individuals with the smallest amount of economic resources remain like heavy. It's an evolutionary like conundrum. It's a travesty yeah. because they there's no shortage of like food to be had. It's yeah. just low quality food. Yeah. you know what I mean. Anyways, we're going back. I, I don't know. This talk this about is diet. perfect. This is I perfect because
0: we don't have to talk about diet. You took it back exactly where I thought, which was value. And maybe an American's misrepresentation of value. Mm -hmm. Whereas we're no longer valuing the quality as our primary, you know, uh, our primary comparison. We're valuing quantity. So I have a question now Mm -hmm. because, well, at some point this made sense, but I've asked this before and I think this might be a good one to finish. Or by all means, we can keep talking forever. Uh, this
1: podcast, and this is I don't I don't end. mean I don't this mean podcast that this podcast is a continual flow of consciousness. <laughs> we are
0: now going for a twenty four hour stream.
1: This is a live stream. We're going. We will continue over in twenty twenty seven. There will be thirty nine thousand hours of content for each of you to listen to. Don't don't even worry. How do you feel about nature versus nurture? How do I feel about nature versus nurture? Yes. Because some people I'm I need a saying, little more meat on the bone to start chewing out here. Like like that lady today. Yeah.
0: And we're really picking on her. She doesn't deserve this.
1: Yeah. If you're listening, unknown anonymous. Random lady at woman the diner. in
0: Las Vegas at some point
1: in time. Well, if the shoe fits, we might have a couple. You know what?
0: Uh, we won't even name where it was. I, I listened to I I don't know, Jeff Fader, big podcast inspiration of mine. He's coming on soon, hopefully. Oh, But he's nice. always like, you know what? If you think I'm talking about you, I probably am. <laughs> and I, I love that. Yeah. I love that.
1: Read into it as you will.
0: But, like, do you think she came out of the womb – and that's just how she was going to treat people forever, or do no. you think that she was Absolutely raised? Not. She that was raised like that. Her her interaction today was an effect of how she was raised.
1: I, no, it, it's a. I mean, I'm sure there's an interplay between the two. If I had to put a number on it, if I had to choose a binary, an arbitrary choice between nature and nurture, I'm gonna give the upper hand to nurture. It's sure. like a product of the social interactions that she had when she yep. was younger, a product of what she saw from her role models growing yep. up,
0: whether a or not, she realized of it.
1: just seeing how her peers interact currently with the world, etc. Mm-hmm. If I had to choose between a binary nurture. Can nature play a part? I'm sure. I'm sure there's a certain like well, yeah, look propensity. at sociopaths, yeah, or, exactly. or whatever. Like I was yes. exactly gonna say that. There's like a propensity towards a certain individual being more likely to be I bet emotional volatility like maps on highly to a tendency to be a so called Karen. I bet if you correlated those things, those traits they like Karen's, going
0: from zero to one hundred. Yeah, I
1: think Karens would score high in emotional volatility. Quote unquote Karens. Quote yes. unquote Karens. Sure. Yeah, so, I a hundred percent agree. I a hundred percent agree. And a lot of that probably does come down from a person's genetics. Like, what's going to make your blood boil? But a lot of what I just said also will be learned to a certain extent. If, but you know, like everything else, it's an interplay between the two. It, None of it is a binary. It's all a big sliding scale with an infinite amount of little variables between the two ends of the spectrum.
0: One of the very earliest podcast episodes, which I've gotten some flack on, not a lot, not a lot, because let's be honest, not a lot of people listen to this, thankfully. But um, it was on my thoughts about like mental health and prescription drugs, and things of that nature. And like, my whole mentality was coming from this at like the the base level. Like if I have a headache, I know that three things, one of three things, if not two, you know, some combination of these three things are wrong. I didn't get sleep, I haven't eaten, or I haven't had any water. Those three things will lead me to have a headache. Rarely is it something else you could say yes it's a hangover but but still you could go down to those three things so it's like okay let's assess this situation from now not a hangover standpoint of a ooh this is going to make me snap mm-hmm. like this is really going to get my blood boiling you know okay like am i am i capable of, as an adult, as a grown human, as a hopefully mature individual, am I capable of slowing down for just two seconds and thinking through and, and being able to comprehend the issue or whatever? Like, I would say that it's a significantly smaller portion of the human race that is that lacks that ability of, like, oh, I stub my toe, I'm going to flip this table. Like, that's that's a very basic, Yeah. it's a very basic, like, you and I, hopefully, we're not going to stub our toe and flip a table. Yeah. Like, that just comes down to who, controlling emotions, like, okay, the table didn't have anything to do with it. Realistically, I didn't have anything to do with it. It was just, I wasn't aware the table was there. Like, mm-hmm. it's just one of those things that happens. Yeah same thing today with the weirdo on the street for the family involved they really had nothing to do with it they had everything to do with how they reacted to it though and that all comes down to how in control of your emotions are like are you yeah how much can you handle like no he the the guy involved should not have acted in any way like he did Like, that is not how you act.
1: Are we going back to the homeless guy who ran out in the middle of traffic? Yes,
0: yes. He was tweaking. Like, he was was wound up. He was lit. Like, he, in turn, like, yes, he had a lot to do with that. The family had nothing to do with that. But how they reacted could have infinitely made that worse. Or just, you know, like... I wasn't there. I didn't watch the whole thing. No one got hurt. I think they personally, from my perspective, they reacted fine. Of like a little defensive, not aggressive. The guy ran out into the street and then scooted on and shoved people out of the way or whatever. I don't know. I might be wrong. But like I think that that, the the dad, what I did see, he reacted rightly. He's like, I'm not going to provoke the situation. I'm just going to, you know. My family. Yeah, he was purely on the defensive.
1: In large part, yeah. I think I agree with that. I don't know. Is there a question in there? No, I know. I just rambled a lot. That was a weird case. Well, it's the whole Vegas. What do you expect? It's Vegas. It really was. How do you I feel about never Vegas? Seen anything like it? Vegas.
0: Oh man! As we look out from our penthouse suite over the plebeians walking below us, with our five dollars of profit for the day. Yeah, even though you you did pretty good, I I did, I did
1: not. It was a good day today, and it's only eight o'clock. Oh, don't tell me that. It's only the smartest financial decision I could possibly make is go to bed. Is go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) I know that. Currently, oh, man. I, I think I'm up about, 120 dollars on the day.
0: On the day, that's pretty good.
1: And down or and up, a plethora of beers. Yes, it's been a great, it's been a great day. Yeah, but, we're just recouping losses from yesterday. So, huh. that's all life is. Let's know? be honest. Whether you're in Vegas or you're not, it's a fun city. It's it's something. It's like a guilty pleasure. It's like like a mistress like you know you know you shouldn't but then you just need oh gosh no you can um, you to. can
0: elaborate you can elaborate i don't know no one ever listens this far on the
1: podcast you're fine it's it's a fun thing it's a fun place to be it's a vibrant place to be there's a certain eccentric ridiculous Dirty, gritty, nostalgic beauty to the beauty to the place. Debauchery, debaucherous fun to be had. Yes, it's and it's all it's all a facade. It's this weird thing. It's a city that has like no business being here. It's in the middle of the desert. Yep. If you took a look at this place, you looked at an aerial view of where we are and you go back, currently where we are, you go back 50 years, I saw a picture of the road that we're overlooking mm-hmm. in 1955, was this black and white photo. So
0: 60 years, almost 60 years.
1: Yeah. 60, really? Honestly, how four, what's 45 plus 23? Can we crunch the numbers? 68. 68. All right, we want to get specific. Probably 68-ish Wait, years 1955.
0: ago. 1955? Yeah, no, you're right. Whatever.
1: Yeah. You're right. However you're many right, years right, ago right. it was. And I saw this picture and it showed a for sale sign. And then behind it, you have this brush and there was like a tumbleweed and it's just this nothingness in the desert. And there's like a gravel road here. And there's a sign that says for sale. And, the, and it shows the, the caption of whatever. It's like the Las Vegas Strip circa 1955 yeah like that's what it was that's what we're on and then now you look around and it's this beautiful elaborate tacky gaudy concrete jungle that we all love to just lose our just, life's yes. earnings to and then what's really interesting about it i don't think you really are able to appreciate this when you're flying in because that's the weird thing about Flying into a place, that suddenly you've just transported from one side of the globe to the other. You, you, there's no blending of. You're not appreciating the environment that surrounds it, right? But coming in from Flagstaff, I drive in, and you're able to entirely appreciate the fact that you are in this remote. It shouldn't be here. It you're in the exist. desert. You are in the desert. You drive for a hundred miles. And there's just nothing. And there's a beauty to that. And then suddenly you come over the hill past the Hoover dam. And it's just like this immersion of an ungodly amount of lights that are just there. And your heart starts racing a little bit and you're like, man, look at this. But before that there was nothing, it was nothing at all. And then suddenly you get to drive in for 20 miles. Of twenty miles from first light to last, you're just like immersed yep. in all the lights, and it's a wild thing. But in making that drive, the only reason I bring it up, you really do realize how alone this place is, sure. and how there's no reason for it to be here. Yep. They've built it out of out of nothing, and then we all just accept convince it. ourselves it is that it's it is. Real. Would you consider it the last frontier? The last frontier. As
0: far as, as uh, far as, or maybe, I... maybe the last hold of the wild west. The last hold of
1: the wild west. It no. is
0: anything but to me, 17th century, still... 18th century, whatever. It, it has a disregard for law and order
1: to no. an extent. And in, there's, in a sense that, there's like, an illusion of that when you're here, yet you remain under the ultimate surveillance state by your almighty, all powerful overlords. The casinos are the, that, that are the MGM Grand. You
0: said it earlier, though. They only care about their money. They do. If you are this not. not the city is not the Wild West. If you We're are not,
1: rats in a beautiful science experiment.
0: If you're not affecting their money, what do they care?
1: True. But ultimately. They, you're a little blip. You're a statistic. You're a exactly. Little, you're a rat. Exactly. They're so It doesn't race, matter. It doesn't matter. And you're just feeding the dollars that uphold this whole beautiful facade. But it's not the Wild West. They'll let you get murdered outside the casino, but
0: that is the Wild Philosophically,
1: quest. I don't think it is. Just because. You can watch somebody do a line of coke off, off of the back yeah. of his guitar in the middle of the street. I think – I, I disagree. Only because How are the they different? How are they
0: different? But, but – okay, okay. True freedom is you're not right. Surveil. You're right about the surveillance. But that surveillance
1: – And you're not playing into someone else's game.
0: The surveillance an, is – You're playing
1: in – Strictly is for powerful, more powerful than you.
0: is this person counting cards? Is this person cheating?
1: And for, you know, are they stealing our money?
0: Yes, exactly. That is the not one even, Not purpose. even the
1: surveillance.
0: That is the one purpose Just of the surveillance.
1: It's the fact of why is this all built. It wasn't a wildness. And it wasn't a rugged individual. It is a. It is a, it is a. Uh, it is a money making conglomerate. Yes. True. And hey, I get it. No, no shame on that. But to me, like the Wild West, you want to know the Wild West. The Wild West is – Midland, Texas. Even places like that. Coleman, Texas. Go drive through – go to Puerto Penasco, Mexico. Go to that little beach town on the tip of the mainland in the Baja Peninsula north of the Sea of Cortez. Sure, I get what you're saying. Go enjoy it. You go there and you think, oh, I'm from Texas. Yeah, Texas is freedom. Like, Texas is not freedom. You go there. That shit is rugged, individualistic, dog-eat-dog freedom for all intents and purposes. And that is gnarly. If you want to talk about a Wild West, go there where who has the bigger stick and he's going to lay down the law. And that's not the man. That's not the government. Yeah, it might be, or it might be someone else, and you, as the government, will be answering to me because I so happen to have power and a bunch of men and the ability to distribute products across a variety of borders and domains, sure, Sure. etc. Yeah, I think you know Midland is probably the Wild West more than this place (laughs) is. Need to go back. How's the what is it the the buggy wheel? The broken spoke. What's that place called?
0: Uh, the, Bank, the buggy wheel and Coleman. Yeah. The buggy wheel.
1: Man, yeah.
0: it's been good. Oh, last yeah, time I, zero was I was there, was with Bolty. Bolty and Tanner. Wow. I was very drunk. I should not have been there. This last. I time. didn't
1: get in a fight. I need to go back. But...
0: We need to get another
1: rodeo trip on the book,
0: Blake. This is what we'll end on. Okay. What song do you want to play on a jukebox? Or what song do you recommend to the listeners for the week?
1: Song. That you get I one recommend song recommendation to the listener to the week. For the week, oh God, my brain has suddenly stopped working. I apologize for all the work. It always
0: happens. It's okay.
1: Did we do? You're good. Did we do this podcast in English or Spanish? I can't remember. Okay. Como. <laughs> I por supuesto. One song for the listener for the week. Well, I have about three and a half brain cells left, and all that the three of them can kind of come up with, and all that they want to hum, Buddy by Willie Nelson. What we opened the morning to. Yep. What I had this inclination to just start playing as I groggily get out of this bed and mosey over. Sure. To start a, start a cup of coffee. Yep. Laugh with me, buddy. Jest with me, buddy.
0: Great. I, you start it. the day, and I'm gonna end the day, with showdown. Showdown by Electric Light Orchestra. Oh, ELO. Man. Showdown by ELO.
1: You've got two sides of the spectrum, folks. You've got a variety of listening pleasures to go indulge in. So go get after it. What are your final thoughts to the listeners? Oh man, final thoughts. Thanks for, thanks for hanging in there. If you're, if you're still with us, I thank you for sticking around because most of my cognitive ability has, has not decided to stick around. So thanks for being here, folks. Next time I'll be a little sharper. Okay, We'll, We'll bring it back. Don't you worry. Stick around for round two.
0: At I'm gonna say this point in time, over under an hour and nineteen minutes for the podcast. For a dollar.
1: Over or under an hour and nineteen minutes. At the
0: point that I previously described.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh I know we're getting close to there. I think we're at one sixteen. Give me the under. You're
0: taking the under? Yeah. I owe you a dollar. We just we're we're eight seconds over an hour nineteen right now. We're at one eighteen four one
1: eighteen fifty whenever I ask. One eighteen fifty. Maybe one eighteen forty. Probably one eighteen fifty now. Nice. Okay. Wow. I'm I mean, up I, I owe folks, you. let it be known. I'm up two dollars on JD. <sighs> don't don't I let will him be know. collecting. Don't let him
0: know. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for listening. Cheers and God bless.